Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Derek This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and the Yankees won two games in a row against the Red Sox in sequence to both win the series and give us a Monday victory podcast record. That's possible? Yeah. With this lineup, anything is possible. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be happier than we've been in recent months to answer it. We got so much to cover. The Yanks throwing out a Scranton AAA lineup and defeating the Red Sox 9-1 on Sunday Night Baseball. The shortened victory on Saturday, which Red Sox fans believe was an Aaron Boone-led conspiracy to end with a quickie Yankee victory. Yeah, don't think so, but we'll address that. A fan threw baseball at Alex Verdugo and got banned from all 30 MLB stadiums. Decisive action, but waiting for the follow-up for the fan who threw baseball at Giancarlo Stanton back in 2018 at Fenway. Where's the justice? For that guy, we are going to talk about Stan, though, who did not exactly shine in this three-game set, as well as the Red Sox, who got in just under the wire with some more cheating accusations in in the end section of Game 3. What a huge yikes. Before I introduce Thomas Carinante, though, want to briefly talk you through a huge, huge bit of breaking news. The Olympics, the Euros, baseball. Major championships and concerts are all this summer. What a big summer for all of us. You know what isn't, though? You know what isn't in this summer? A wild and hairy bush. I read that verbatim. Didn't make that up. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. And if an athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? I guess that means preciously and and you hang them on your neck. I I don't know. The world is starting to open and the performance package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to help get you ready. Inside that, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. I wear the performance boxer briefs every day. I don't even wash them. I don't even think about it. If this intrigues you, make sure to visit manscaped.com and use the code fansided20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. 
Thomas Carinante, welcome to the pod. So much to talk about, and all of it's good. Obviously, some of it's fleeting. Nobody expects Greg Allen and Ryan Lamar to be the Yankees' best players for an extended period of time, but they are major leaguers, and they did whip the Red Sox on Sunday night. That that happened. They indeed did. You want some more good news? I guess if if you're into good news, or I if am. this really is good news, Trey Sweeney and the Yankees have a deal. $3 million. First round pick of 2021 draft, number 20 overall. The Yankees got their guy. So, uh Pretty cool. Hopefully they sign a couple of the other nice uh, prospects that we saw uh, from last week. Um, but anyway, more importantly, um, I love this weekend. Uh, did it give me any renewed hope in the Yankees? Absolutely not. Uh, after no. Friday, I was <laughs> Friday was the game they could not lose um, uh, just because you're coming out of the break. It was a it was a win you desperately needed. You had your second best pitcher going. Um, and you had, you, you knew what you were up against. You had the extra day off because of, uh, the COVID outbreak. Um, the Yankees knew exactly who they needed to step up in this game. Nobody stepped up. They get blank for nothing. And then it's back to square one sell, figure something out, retool. This is not our year. Uh, probably I would still guess it's most likely not our year. Uh, (laughs) but I like the resiliency that we saw in this series. Um, they're not going to fool me into thinking that this is going to be the moment that turns the season around um, just because uh, the Red Sox are babies. Their fans are babies. I don't think the Red Sox are that good. They are a good team, but they've overachieved expectations in the first half. And you know, they've overachieved when a all their fans are whining and whining and whining on Twitter about the game not being called off, which I mean, everybody wanted the game called off on Saturday because of the rain, but like, just finish the game and like whatever's happening is going to happen. I feel terrible for the Red Sox fans though, who did experience loss for the first time on Saturday. That must've been rough. That must've been rough getting ripped off by the umpires for the first time in your life. So I do understand why that was sort of a a watershed moment for them. Yeah. That, and that's what I'm saying too. the, the fact that they were this incredulous to being, to, to being faced with some sort of impossible situation just proves that they have, They've had the uh, another coast of a first half, uh, just kind of like what we saw in 2018. No adversity whatsoever. Uh, start to finish, there was really no issue. Uh, and that was kind of the first half for the Boston Red Sox. Kind of blew by everybody. They had a couple of bad series um, where uh, things, I guess you could say, got concerning. But nothing compares to what the Yankees just went through or a handful of other teams just went through in that first half. And now after... The best first half the the 2021 Red Sox could have hoped for after just having after trading their their franchise cornerstone a, a year ago or a year and a half ago and then patching up their starting rotation with a bunch of mediocre options that are all overachieving and then you lose a game in the rain wah and then you get destroyed on Man. Sunday night baseball by eight runs and Red Sox fans on Twitter were calling that a must win game for Boston. If you got Red Sox fans, I'm sorry. If you think at 56 and 37, you have a must win game in the third contest coming out of the all-star break. You truly don't know what adversity is. You haven't been watching a lot of baseball this season and you don't know what must win contests are because when you're 18, 19 games over 500, there's not really a must win game against the New York Yankees whose backs are against the wall. And they, I guess maybe it's a must win game if you want to kick the Yankees face in and stomp on their throat and have them pretty much out for the rest of the year. But in terms of a must win game for you, just succeeding as a team, 
uh, just further proves that you're a bunch of babies and you're you're viewing the the baseball season as an NFL season in the in the complete wrong way. I understand Yankee fans are are viewed as dramatic and spoiled and childish uh, from time to time. But the fact of the matter is, is that the expectations between the Yankees and the Red Sox are worlds different, especially over the last four or five years. Um, and the Yankees have failed to deliver on a multitude of occasions. Red Sox are better than us. Yeah, I'll give it to you guys. Fucking better team. Yeah. You have much better energy. You have much better leadership. You have much better veterans. All that stuff, all the stuff that uh, you combine analytics almost seamlessly with the, uh, the the kinds of personalities and and the other eye test aspects of the game that you need. Um, so I'll give it to you there, but it just the Yankee fans have the right to be this upset with their team and Red Sox simply do not. There were no expectations on the Red Sox coming into this year. They were viewed as a third or fourth place team, probably as the the third place was probably their ceiling. Um, And eh, second place was probably the ceiling, but that would, that would have accounted for the Rays and the Blue Jays being, I guess, uh, tremendously uh, underwhelming Um, and the Yankees American league favorites. And they're hovering over five. Now they're four games over 500, which I guess is, is somewhat promising based on what we've seen this year. But the, every game for us has been like an NFL season because they can't string together the amount of wins that they need to. They can't shut the door on these series that we've had time and time. uh, These series that we've had the upper hand in time and time again. So, uh, just goes to show that it just goes to show how different the fan bases are. And once again, uh, Red Sox fans are just a bunch of children. And once once faced with any sort of adversity, resort to crying, deflecting, which let's get into the crying and deflecting about all this other stuff that you want to talk about, Adam. Oh, I'd love to. Um, I don't understand most of what happened this weekend. Um, I, I can't even really put it into context. And, and I, I, you know. I just, I guess I want to welcome Red Sox fans to, to the 2021 baseball season in the same way that you just <laughs> did. Like, welcome to the season. Uh, it's been rough. It's been rough for us. Um, Yankees blew, you know, four-run lead or oldest Chapman after the rain delay. The Yankees, you know, that game resumed twice and it never should have. The Yankees blew a five-run lead on the road in Houston. Like, a lot of terrible things have happened to this team. Players have regressed. Wheels have fallen apart. Bullpen has been absent. Uh, it's been awful. It's been a complete grind. So the Red Sox in like their 90th game of the year faced adversity for the first time ever, according to their fans. Um, absolutely railroaded by the umpires in the second game of this series. And got it. So it felt good to beat the Red Sox, right? Felt great. Yeah. Loved it. Um, def, you know, I'm not going to be tricked into saying the Yankees are back and, and fully back and we're rolling and, you know, life is good. No, but at the same time, beating the Red Sox feels great. Um they were 0-7 against him this year, 0-8 dating back to last year. Starting to get 19-0 vibes. I really was. I was like, when are they going to beat this team? Especially when, you know, that game, revisionist history says that the Yankees won a shortened game and everybody was cheating in the Yankees' favor. You know, both teams played through a monsoon in the sixth inning and the Red Sox couldn't score with the bases loaded in two outs and the Yankees hit two home runs in the bottom of the sixth inning, which last time I checked, not actually that easy to hit two home runs in a monsoon. Now, if the Yankees had scored two runs to break the tie because of a bunch of bases loaded walks and some hit by pitches and stuff, then, yeah, that seems monsoon related. But the Yankees faced off against uh, Sawamura in the driving rain and hit two bombs to right field. Not easy at all. Very difficult to do that. Very strange that they did it. Unexpected for this team to have done that. So revisionist history says the Yankees got all the breaks on Saturday night. Congratulations to them. Reality, though says that the game was delayed an hour 
for whatever reason, uh, Aaron Boone apparently makes the final call, the home team manager on whether or not the game is delayed. I learned that this weekend. So kudos to Red Sox fans crying conspiracy theory because Aaron Boone had to make the final decision there. That is true. Uh, I didn't know that. And now I know that. But if you think Aaron Boone was acting alone as a lone wolf, refusing <laughs> to read the weather reports and just making judgments on his own accord because, God, it would help the Yankees to delay this game by an hour in the bright sun before the rain starts later, then God bless you because you're insane. And then B, we know we know now, in the benefit of hindsight, the Yankees did win this game in six innings. That, that did happen. But for an extremely long time, what actually happened was the game was delayed for an hour. Garrett Cole took them out at 8.05 instead of 7.05. Then the Yankees were losing one nothing with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning, one strike away with Greg Allen at the plate from both getting no hit and losing one nothing with the rains coming at any minute. You think Aaron Boone's master plan was to take an hour of Garrett Cole off the board so the Yankees could lose one nothing to Nathan Evaldi in five innings? <laughs> that's that's your genius master plan. Like, oh my, Aaron Boone, you know staying blind to the weather reports that the Yankees could lose a five inning game instead of getting a complete nine. You idiots. Are you serious? Uh, here's a, here's a hot tip for Nathan Avaldi too. If he wants to remove all doubt about this conspiracy theory, get Greg Allen out and then get DJ LeMahieu out. You only have to get <laughs> one of those two people out. If you get one of those two people out, it's a one nothing game through five. And we're not really hearing about all this. I, I, I if it's a one nothing game through five, spoiler alert, uh, the umps don't let the Yankees bat in the bottom of the sixth. Nope. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it, it, we've seen, we, you think that's not true? The umps, the umps made the Yankees wait through two hour long delays two weeks ago at home before they could lose at 1 a.m. In, in a role as Chapman's blown save against the Angels. The umps don't love the Yankees. Spoiler alert, not their favorite team. Uh, they don't favor anyone, but they certainly don't love the Yankees. Uh, the Rubnet Odor strike three call gave the Red Sox an extra innings opportunity uh, just about a month ago. Um, so again, when the umps are stealing games in Boston's favor, it's part of the natural order of things. When the umps are letting both teams play in a monsoon, it's they're desperate for the Yankees to get back in the playoff race because that's how it works. That's how it works. When it's your team getting the insane break, uh, it's just how it goes. You know, breaks go both ways. And when it's the Yankees getting the break, it's like, oh, my God, you know, who's everybody's on the take. Everybody's on the payroll. Major League Baseball, blah, blah, blah. It's it's an, a ridiculous and embarrassing thing, which brings us to the Alex Verdugo uh, kerfuffle over the baseball. Um, barely going to touch on this, I would say, only to yeah. say that Verdugo's response, you know, you can't throw a baseball at people. Um, I don't really care if it was an accident or not. Um, you know, reports from the stands claim that the person who threw the baseball was getting bullied by other Yankee fans to throw it back onto the field. And he did. And he hit Alex Verdugo with the baseball. Verdugo panicked and screamed at everybody. A lot of pent up frustration there. Um, yeah, you got to throw that guy out. Sorry, that guy can't stay and watch baseball. Would love the same energy, though, for the fan who reared up over the Green Monster in 2018 and chucked a baseball all the way back to the field and hit Giancarlo Stanton at second base, rounding the bases on his home run. Um, I've heard from a lot of people saying that uh, throwing a baseball back after a home run is tradition. Throwing a baseball back in the middle of the sixth inning is not tradition. Okay, yeah, but maybe you shouldn't be throwing a baseball ever. Um, and then for the guy, uh, I've also seen a lot of people saying, you know, he he threw it from close range right of Verdugo. There's no way that the fan throwing the ball knew he could be hitting Stanton from that far away. 
well, that guy reared back and threw a baseball from the left field stands all the way to second base. So he didn't think he was hitting Stanton, but he certainly didn't think he was avoiding players with his baseball because yeah. uh, when you rear back and try to throw the ball 200 feet, you're getting it pretty close to the baseball players. The baseball players are on the dirt um, and on the grass. That's where the baseball players are. So when you're hucking a ball that hard, you know the ball is going to land near some uh, some baseball guys. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, some cheating allegations as the umpires continue to railroad the Sox on Sunday Night Baseball. Stick around. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We got to go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to the Go Yard podcast. So, Thomas, I do want to get your thoughts on this uh, cheating scandal absolutely sweeping Major League Baseball. So once the Sox are down 5 nothing on Sunday night, uh, Christian Vasquez heroically spots a uh, flashing red light in center field. Now, they, they did catch this light on the broadcast. It looks like, and this is de- devastating and very devious uh, behavior, it looks like a fan in center field might have accidentally turned on the flashlight on his iPhone camera. So, I mean, that's bad. That That is clearly part of an overarching scheme. Um, the Yankees struggling with a AAA lineup, um, call it half a team up from AAA, and, and then a bunch of people who arrived from AAA were like, don't worry, Aaron Boone, we got this. We have a genius scheme going on at AAA. We're all very comfortable with it already. It's our first game in pinstripes, and we're ready to install it. Let's send a guy into the dead center field bleachers, uh, the the Jim Beam bar, and give him a malfunctioning iPhone that that blares a, a light from it. That's all we need. That will that'll be enough for us. Um, do you have any comment on Christian Vasquez heroically calling out cheating on live national television? Yeah, Christian Vasquez, classic shit talker. He's 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 might be my least favorite Red Sox, I think, at this point. Easily, uh, easily, and it's not close. And I yeah. will say that's because the, the, the team is largely likable, except for yeah. Vasquez and Verdugo, and obviously Alex Cora, who is the most unlikable figure in professional sports, potentially. Yeah, um, yeah Vasquez actually like and Verdugo. his 76... Uh, I don't like Verdugo at all. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the Dodgers... Uh, the stories about his past, I would recommend people re-educate themselves on, on those. Um, but Christian Vasquez and his 76 OPS plus. Yeah, he spotted cheating in center field. Yeah, I mostly hate him because of that home run off Britain in the, a- in the 2018 ALDS that kind of flip-flopped everything uh, and and kind of it put the Yankees in in their... It started the demise, I guess, of, of that uh, their comeback attempt. Um, but yeah, just ridiculous. This is classic Boston. Uh, once again, classic Boston and a, a perfect personality in Boston and Christian Vasquez to kind of peddle this bullshit um, to deflect. It's an immediate deflect. You guys were the ones who were accused of cheating and doing this and doing that for in 2018, which was your championship season. And now all of a sudden it's it's everything the Yankees are doing is is raising eyebrow. This is suspicious. What's going on? And to comment on the Verdugo thing, the fan hitting him, good, ban the fan, like shitty thing to do. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, I, there really are no other words for it. It's 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 not representative of any fan base. 
Um, most fan bases have a shitty sect of people, believe it or not, folks. Uh, it's not just Yankee fans. It's not even just Red Sox fans, even though the, the, the shitty sect of Red Sox fans is pretty damn bad. Don't you guys remember the water bottle throwing incident at the Celtics game? That was you guys. Don't you remember the multiple racial slurs that were unearthed by Adam Jones and CC Sabathia? That was also you guys. Uh, I know we do some generalizing uh, just for fun because we hate Red Sox fans, but um, you know, I've been to Fenway Park. I've had uh, I've had a w- largely good experience. Never never had uh, for Yankee Yankee Red Sox games too. So um, the, the the greater uh, the greater populace of the of the fan base is fine, um, but it's the classic deflection from Red Sox fans because they're constantly in the crosshairs for their shitty behavior that is unearthed more so than probably any other fan base. The Yankees and Red Sox are probably on par with that. Um, but of course, once once Verdugo gets hit with the ball, it's oh, this is on. Un- we, we can't have this. This is completely unacceptable when, yes, the same thing happened to John Carlos Stanton. It wasn't the exact same scenario. I understand that they were a little bit different. The fan cocked back and threw that thing from the from the green monster. Uh, clearly had an intention to potentially do something because we've seen many fans throw balls back onto the field. And these two incidents with the, the Red Sox fan in 2018 and the Yankees fan, or whatever fan this guy was, there's rumors. He's a Mets fan. I, I don't really know. You Who knows? We, we don't know. Here. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He was a fan in attendance and he threw the ball. Alex Verdugo. Um, uh, we've seen hundreds of balls be thrown back onto the field of play. Never have we seen as close as these two incidents in the last few years. So uh, probably intention from both of these people, not indicative of the greater fan base at large. Um, so Boston fans, please not please get like you're the last group of people to try and paint Yankee fans as shitty and as unruly. Uh, because there are fights at every stadium. There are fans doing shitty things at every stadium. And you, you're, you're a small, small portion of the fan base who continually does that stuff is in the news a lot. Um, and we just, we simply don't need you trying to deflect on us because we know all too well, we're, we're much too in tune to what's going on. Um, and it's, it, it doesn't make anything. It doesn't make the deflection any it doesn't it doesn't save you from what you guys have done or what your small portion of the fan base has done so i don't like the i don't like the trying to i don't like comparing what has happened uh but the evidence is there i don't need i don't need red sox fans trying to get on their high horse calling yankee fans scumbags uh i think every yankees fan was in in agreement that that fan should have probably been thrown out of the stadium by his underpants and never allowed back again Um, so I don't know who is in, I don't know who is in agreement with this guy doing that. Nobody is no normal person is. Um, and as for Christian Vasquez, uh, I, I, it's, it's just, it's such a tired act at this point. Um, it's, it's simply what the Red Sox do. I really don't know how to be more eloquent or articulate about it. They, 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 they've done what they've done. They've been accused of what they've been accused of. We've all moved on nice 2018 world series, but, uh, you know what? You guys are the ones who got Alex Cora back after a bullshit 60 game suspension. Um, yeah, when he MLB, was one of the, hate, yeah. MLB hates you and they let you have Alex yeah. Cora back. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's weak and, um, it, it's just gaslighting and that's what the fans are doing. That's what Christian Vasquez is doing. It's not going to bother me. It's worth talking about because it happened. Um, so I'm not here whining about it and I'm not losing sleep over it, but uh, something that needs to be brought up. And I, I think we have to set the record straight on it. And I think that that's probably the best way to put it. So um, like I said, to a lot of shit talking Red Sox fans this week, uh, this weekend, um, the second half of the season, guys could flip just as easily. 
he overachieved in the first half. I don't know what makes you think you're going to sustain that success. I'm not saying the Yankees second half is going to flip. There's no evidence to suggest that, but there's probably evidence on your guys's end with, uh, with some uh, peripheral statistics and advanced statistics that are not going to be as kind to you for, uh, for, for uh, the end of July, August and all of September. So uh, I'd say just watch it. Keep one eye open when you're sleeping, because I don't think I really don't think things are going to be as kind to you for the remaining two and a half months. I could feel the sweat dripping through the keyboard all weekend from Red Sox Twitter. <laughs> like it, it, after the shortened game on Saturday, it was like, um, so the Yankees still haven't beaten us in a nine inning game this year, though. C- c- keep cheering from your team from f- fourth place, like as if, you know, you don't need to be worried about us. You need to be worried yeah. about you. You you lost a pretty that's a pretty bad loss on on Saturday. Again, Nathan Avaldi was one strike away from retiring Greg Allen and securing a one nothing win because they do not play that bottom half of the inning if it's a one nothing Red Sox lead. The umpires don't like us. They don't care about us. That oh. game's over. But no, you can't retire Greg Allen. So you lose a Yankees type loss on Saturday, and you're like, up oh, the uh, uh, yeah, you keep keep yelling at us from fourth place. We like beating the Red Sox. It's fun. So we mentioned it, but yeah. you know, you don't need to be worried about us. You need to be worried about you. And then Sunday night, you face off with, and not a stretch to say this, the worst Yankee lineup that has ever played prior to September 28th yes. in any given year. That lineup is terrible that lineup doesn't even feature brett gardner like it's ryan lamar greg allen trey ambergee in the outfield odor batting way higher than many of us thought he should be but then lo and behold you know lamar comes in for for ambergee right oh no gardner comes in god whatever um what a team what a team this is um ryan lamar and greg allen are are not great players i'm not gonna stand on a soapbox and say they're about to lead the yankees on a second half charge they are major league players, though. They they have filled in admirably so far. I'm very excited for them. I, I prefer the brand of baseball I watched this weekend to the brand of baseball I watched prior to this weekend. Ryan Lamar looks like Mike Talkman. It's very weird. Um, he wears the same he number. Does. He's got the same hair. It's very strange. It's, it's a very bizarre thing. Um, but the, the Red Sox face down, you know, in the rubber game of the series, not a must-win game, like we said. It's embarrassing for the Red Sox fans to say that. But a, a chance to embarrass the Yankees who are putting an embarrassing product on the field for many reasons. This is a lineup that should not be competing in the American league East in 2021. And the Red Sox lose nine, one, nine, one in that game. And then after the game, it's the same thing. It's, uh, you got to give them one. Sometimes, you know, we've, we've already, we got our wins. We're, we're good, 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 good. It's okay. Meanwhile, uh, you know, the, the rays are a half game back. You in the division, that's not really where you want to be. You got the Blue Jays this week. They're good. Then you got us again, and you should kill us because we're at Fenway Park. And again, it's Ryan Lamar, Greg Allen, and Trey Ambergie and Hoy Park and Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner. You should beat us. You, you should hit us pretty hard. But you, you did lose yesterday. It's a, game, it's a game that you wanted to win, right? After the Red Sox lose games, they become completely unimportant. It's like, well, we didn't need to win. You know, we don't need to win ever. We, we can lose for the rest of the season. Well, no, you can't. You got to win sometimes. Um, and going into that game, that was a game you wanted to win. This is a game we wanted to win, and we did win it. Um, after the game, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of deflecting. The umps absolutely stole this from one from you on the check swing call to Rafael Devers. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that if, if Rafael Devers hadn't been called for that check swing, you would have won a 9-1 game, right? <laughs> right? Do I have that right? Am I hearing that correctly? If the ump hadn't absolutely stolen that check swing from Rafael Devers, you, you would have won that 9-1 baseball game. 
maybe Alex Cora shouldn't have put Darwin's and Hernandez in the middle of that game. Maybe Alex Cora shouldn't have subbed out Xander Bogarts in the seventh inning. When, when you guys are actually rallying a little bit in the, in the top of the eighth, uh, two out thunder uh, against Zach Britton. Um, a lot of a lot of ways that game could have gone uh, a different direction, but it, it, at the end of the day, it was nine one. We did win. You you didn't get the victory, which which you did want. You could pretend you didn't want it, but you wanted it. And now you're nervous. That, that's all I'm saying. Uh, you don't need to be nervous about us. We don't care. We know we're in fourth place. Nobody hates Fine. the Yankees more than Yankee fans. We don't think we're good. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't think we're good. But we did win two games in the series, and you lost two games in the series, and you wanted to win all of them. So. I'm just noting that, uh, yeah, it's, it, the, the first game counted. The, the loss counted. We won two out of three. That happened. Now, it is weird how it happened because the Yankees sent almost no major leaguers to the plate on Sunday and, and whipped the Red Sox. Giancarlo Stan wasn't good. DJ LeMahieu has been better lately. Uh, Glaber was good in that game. Homered for the second straight game. Pretty weird. Uh, weird turn of events for Glaber, whose fly ball percentage is rising. Exit velocity is rising. All good things. Most of the production in that game was Lamar, Odor, Allen. Strange. Chris Gittens, bases loaded walk. Love it. It should still be noted, though, and we should talk about it, that Stan has been brutal for a while now. He has one extra base hit at home since May 7th. That's yeah. bad. And is, is more evidence why... Uh, if you're someone who just tracks the stats and you're looking at baseball reference and fan graphs, he gets his numbers. He does, but he gets them in l extended week and a half streaks. And then he will go two weeks playing some of the worst baseball. You'll see his war is below that of like Nestor Cortez, right? You, you picked up on this. I, uh, I did it yesterday before the game. So his war might've went down. Cause he, I think went over three over five with a strikeout. Um, but he had a 1.1 war. Uh, Nestor Cortez had a 1.0. Uh, so, guys, look, you want to talk about Yankee fans hating the Yankees? We do. Uh, you want to talk about Yankee fans hating each other? That's another thing that we do. We despise each other because every Twitter, I think it's a younger generation of fans. I don't want to sound like the old guy, but for some reason, there is this very bizarre defense of Giancarlo Stanton among fans who are like 23 and younger. I don't understand why. Um, maybe Giancarlo Stanton was uh, integral in their, uh, uh, I guess, uh, growth of, of loving baseball and enjoying watching baseball. I don't know. But the defense that like he gets booed at Yankee Stadium for good reason, guys. He's he's a twenty seven million dollar DH. And then we're getting into, And then it, it, the Yankee fans are getting into arguments on Twitter about what exactly he's getting paid this year. Yes, he's getting paid twenty two million dollars this year, but he's making on average with the Marlins paying everything and with the later salary set to increase 27 million a year. So that's how you have to look at it. You don't just go in any given year. Oh, this guy's getting paid, you know, 4 million this year, but then that escalates to 34 million next year. It's an average of what $19 million. So it doesn't matter. John Carlos Stanton is a $27 million designated hitter. He is the guy who should be responsible for carrying the Yankees when they are experiencing tough stretches. I know he did that in 2018 when Aaron judge was out for a while. I understand he did that in the ALDS as well. But 2018 ended up not being anything. The ALDS in 2020, the Yankees ended up losing. Giancarlo Stanton does not play the field. He only hits. And his hitting is, is absolutely brutal. His approach to the plate is absolutely brutal. I don't. This is what makes me think that all anybody is doing is just looking at baseball reference or just like going to uh, Yankee stats and then just doing the, like doing the OPS rankings. Yes, Giancarlo Stanton statistically might be the best the second best hitter on the Yankees. But guess what, guys? 
He's 53rd in the league in OPS. If you want to talk about stats, who's ahead of him? Pete Alonzo and Tommy Pham. Do those guys like those guys are okay baseball players? They're not that good. Adolis Garcia, uh, that that's a good player too. Uh, we can keep going. Mark Canha has a higher OPS. Chris Taylor, Jesus Aguilar, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, Jake Cronenworth, Willie Adamas, Austin Riley. These guys. Should these guys have higher OPS than Giancarlo Stanton? We could, everyone was arguing about WRC plus um, and how he has the second best one on the Yankees. It's not always about just what it is. It, there, there are, there's also the eye test. There's also the egregious strikeouts. Giancarlo Stanton faced two lefty starters in the series and went 0 for 12 with four strike, uh, five strikeouts against Boston Red Sox pitching, which is not any, really anything to write home about. He's the guy who's supposed to be, the the one A to Aaron Judge and he's not he go like you said goes in ten day hot streaks and then that's it and then it's two months of bad baseball. Again, he does not play any defense, so he's hamstringing Aaron Boone's ability to make this lineup more flexible. I don't really know how much else to kind of and then there's arguments. Oh well, well, why isn't anybody getting on DJ Lemayhu's case? Well, DJ Lemayhu was here on a bargain deal for 2019 and 2020 and was the undisputed team MVP, whether you view the 60 game season as bullshit or not. He carried the Yankees that entire year when they were dealing with injuries to Stanton and judge. Um, and they, and he pulled the team out and got them to the playoffs. Greatest achievement in the world. No, but John Carlos Stanton on top of the injuries, uh, hamstringing his ability to stay on the field. Uh, he do, he doesn't particularly deliver when when he's on it. And this year is is the prime example. The Yankees need production from their guys in a season like this, where there's a ton of adversity, whether it's from regressing players, injured players, COVID outbreaks, uh, the Red Sox whooping your ass to the tune of seven uh, a seven and zero record in their first seven games. There is n- nothing there from Giancarlo Stanton when you need it most. Like yes, him tearing apart like the White Sox and and like the Royals and whatever other teams they beat and the Rangers on that streak that he had um, in late, uh, what was it, late April to, to mid-May. He killed um, the Astros, yeah, to, to be fair. Oh, he did? Nice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that I just don't remember because it's it was it was so long ago at this point. He came into those series like batting 190, so he had a really bad like three to four week start to the season. Then he climbed out of it and he managed to pad his stats that have been largely sustained since then. I think his OPS got up to like the high eights and now he's all the way down to the low eights at this point. Just not what you want in a guy who you're supposed to, who's supposed to be your one a slugger. It's clear that he's not the answer. It's clear that this trade was the wrong decision. Once again, we could talk about hindsight being 2020, but this was a larger, this was a larger part of the discourse when this trade happened. It was like, wait, why are we spending all this money on another hitter when we need pitching? I mean, it's cool. Giancarlo Santon's reigning MVP. This could be really fun, but is this something that we absolutely need right now? There was a lot of that chatter and Giancarlo Stanton for as, as all the, all of the good he's done has sadly not translated into Yankee success when um, he's been able to keep the team afloat. But then when there are situations where we absolutely need him, the pressure, I don't know if it gets to him. I don't know if it's just a bad mix of him and adversity when it comes to it's probably tough when the fans are booing you regardless of what you're doing. Yankee fans are very tough on him, but at the same time, like defending him and like saying other players should also be booed is just the wrong argument because you see him play every night. You see him strike out in big situations. You see him have, you see him swing at balls and like, look like he, he has no idea what pitch is coming and pop out to second base on like just a terrible at bat. So, um, 
DJ LeMahieu not having the greatest season ever, but he has the longest on base streak in MLB right now. So he's a leadoff hitter. Giancarlo Stanton has nine extra base hits since the beginning of June. So there are two different jobs here. DJ LeMahieu's job is to get on base. Giancarlo Stanton's job is to get extra base hits and RBIs and hit home runs. And DJ LeMahieu has the same amount of RBIs throughout his Yankees tenure as Giancarlo Stanton does. So uh, the arguments here, the, 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 the blind defense of Giancarlo Stanton just is one that does not simply does not make any sense to me. And I, I don't really know how else to, 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 to talk about it because it's so confusing. One extra base hit at home since May 7th is one of the craziest things I've ever insane. heard. Full stop. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I have to say about it. I mean, only we could end this podcast after beating the Red Sox for the first time this year with a five minute impassioned anti Giancarlo Stanton argument meant to create a civil war within the fan base. But that said, it's all valid. So the, it's all there if you want to actually check out something beyond the, the baseline numbers. I love Stanton, and I love good Stanton. But, the, yeah. you know, it, it it's not ridiculous to say we should expect more from Giancarlo Stanton. Not at all. And I think that that much is obvious because this team has underperformed massively. It, it's not just Glaber Torres. It's not just Clint Frazier. Aaron Judge has been the only regular who's been good from opening day. And the last 30 days of DJ LeMay, who've been very good, but the rest of the team is not living up to expectations. Well, Gary Sanchez uh, in the month of June as well. But we're talking about very, we're talking about one month maximum for several of the team's stars and only one of them who's been consistent from opening day and is now not available. So there's Giancarlo Stanton can't sustain 30 days of production. That's, I think that's proof uh, from what, I mean, okay, sorry. He did in 2018 for sure, but um, injuries and whatnot have hampered him from, from doing so. Uh, so I, that's, that's a big part of the issue too. We need, th- th- there needs to be some sort of consistency and that's, that's also on Brian Cashman. Cause a lot of these players with the exception of like LeMahieu are boom and they're labeled as boom and bus guys and Aaron judge, Aaron judge is a very consistent player too. Um, but that's the thing, like Gary Sanchez can go on a 35 day tear and Giancarlo Stanton's maxes out at 11 days. It's, it's just insane to me. It's very frustrating, and he's going to be here for a long time. So uh, buckle up at the trade deadline, and he's not moving anywhere. For a brief period of time, despite what we have to say about Giancarlo Stanton, we're still excited. Yeah. You know what? It's not, it's not illegal to be excited about your team. Just because we're excited today does not mean that we love the Yankees, does not mean that we think they're going on a second-half wildcard run, does not mean we're penciling them in to the first round of the postseason. It just means... It's fucking fun to beat the Red Sox, especially at home. I'd rather do it at home than at Fenway, to be perfectly honest. Um, Some people love to shut up an opposing crowd. I like to give the paying fans a good show. Um, And that is exactly what the Yankees did on Saturday and Sunday. At the very least, what they did with Greg Allen and Ryan Lamar should show Brian Cashman and company what can happen when you play that brand of baseball. Yeah. You know what? It shouldn't shouldn't tell them that Greg Allen and Ryan Lamar are future all-stars for the New York Yankees but it should show them exactly what happens when you mix in an element of speed, when you have, you know, slightly unpredictable hitters who, who can go the other way, poke singles, uh, take the extra base, things like that. Things that uh, good teams do uh, the Yankees on Sunday for the first time in a long time played like a good team that included Aaron Boone managing that included decisions on the base paths. And that included Rude Odor, who by the way, has been very good for like two months now. I think um, uh, we can end the podcast positively here too. Let's do it. Um, Rugnado, uh, Aaron, shout out to Aaron Boone for delaying that de- delaying that game on Saturday and completely Master screwing plan. the Red Sox. We got to give it to him. Uh, but more importantly, finally deciding 
this is what we've been talking about for a while. Moving Odor down in the lineup. Odor is not a three. I mean, he profiles as a three hitter, but he's just simply not that good. Rugnet Odor is a luxury in this lineup. He's a lefty power hitter. He can lengthen your lineup. He could really, he could really have a pitcher starting to sweat on the mound if there's a troubled situation and he's the number eight or the nine hitter. Odor was moved down in the lineup for Sunday, and we saw the results. Two-run bomb and that bunt single, which was awesome. It's a great change of pace. That's where he needs to remain. He is not a number two hitter. Secondly, got to give a shout out to Jamison Tyone, dude. Jamo, since yes. uh, since um, he had that blow up against the Phillies back on June twelfth, his ERA was a five point seven four. His ERA now is a four point six zero. His last uh, five starts were very good. Uh, six and a third, one earned against Kansas City. We could take out the Angels game, even though they won. He gave up five runs over five and a third. Then Seattle, one earned run over seven innings. Houston, two earned runs over six innings, and then five and a third shutout against the Red Sox last night. Not the greatest, but a lot of progress from a guy who we knew was going to need some work. He was redoing his mechanics. He was coming off his second Tommy John surgery. So, JMO, big second half for you, buddy. Really excited. Love the results that we're seeing. And that's too big a managerial move that we've been waiting to see from Aaron Boone, I think. Hopefully, that sticks a little bit more on the consistent side. And Jamison Tyone, very key player in this rotation, who they need to lengthen that unit out. Starting to perform, promising signs. I'm still not excited, but I have one eye open and I'm looking at things somewhat positively. Tyone, a month ago, though, we were talking about worst pitching season in Yankee history. Arguably, yeah. He was in AJ Burnett territory in Mm -hmm. 2011. Like he was right up there with the worst, the worst. And now positive trends every day. Love to see it. And and he's been good against the Red Sox twice this year, by the way. They should have won his first start, too. Um, Once again, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It really did feel like the breaks were going Boston's way permanently, especially when they went up early on Cole on Saturday. Um, We we went this whole podcast and didn't shout out Garrett Cole, by the way. Are we stupid? Uh, Yeah, but that's baked in it. That's like, do we have to comment on Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge in the podcast? There's so many other guys who need need the The sun rose, but I didn't yet. Garrett Cole, though, gutsy fucking outing in that rain. Second complete game in a row. Look at that. He wanted to come out for the seventh, too. Uh, yeah. Turns out it just takes great pitchers, maybe a start or two to adjust to a change in their mechanics yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when it comes to the sticky stuff and, and tack and whatnot. Uh, do, am I glad he had some horrible starts at key moments? No, but am I glad he's back now? Hell yeah. Uh, but when it's one nothing on that dinky Christian Arroyo single, it would be fair for you Yankee fans to be like, when is this going to end? This is about to be <laughs> eight this is about to be eight and zero this season for the Red Sox. And it's like every conceivable way, you know, they hold serve at zero, zero for a while bloops blasts every possible manner. The Red Sox are winning these games two days later. Again, the sweat is pouring out of my Twitter. People are sweating <laughs> people from Boston, Matt from mash P to sandwich are sweating through their keyboards. And it's getting my hands all wet. As I try to scroll through my mentions, see you guys again next weekend. For this edition of the Ace Go Yard podcast, I am Adam Weinerib. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me at Adam Weinerib. And again, from the scent and wetness emanating from my keyboard, you have found me. Yes, you, you certainly have. have. And you will again. <laughs> and I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Talk to me, man. Having a fun time with Red Sox fans, having a fun time with Yankee fans. Everybody's yelling at me. Everybody wants to get worked up. It's fine. We'll talk it out. We'll get we'll we'll figure out where we need to go. But anyway, you could talk to us uh, on the official Yanks Yard Twitter account at Yanks Yard FS. You can also visit us, yanksyard.com. Plenty of content there. Trade deadline very soon, guys. 11 days. Time is t- or 12 days. Time is ticking. 
What are the Yankees going to do? We're going to try to dissect it and diagnose it. And until then, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Yeah, we have no idea, but we have some idea. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.